Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. How long do I have you for? You guys, you don't have plans, right? You got like an hour and a half left in you or? Okay. I'm going to start by reading Judges 4, verses 1 through 3. And it says, Then Ehud was dead. Starts out great. The children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. Even better. Things are going downhill fast. So the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who dwelt in Herosheth, Hagoyim. And the children, I'd love to see you guys come up here and try this, okay? <laughs> and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, for Jabin had 900 chariots of iron, and for 20 years he had harshly oppressed the children of Israel. So this story in in Judges 4, and and it continues in in Judges 5, starts out like most of the stories in Judges and around here in in the Old Testament, in that the people of Israel had sinned against God, they had stopped following Him and doing His will, and so they had come to this place of being oppressed again. And... It's the story of us today, too. When when we stop following what God is asking us to do, when we stop trusting Him, when we stop uh, moving with Him where He is asking us to go, then we come into these moments, these moments of trouble. we're, We're going our own way and get into trouble, and then we ask God to help. I think I said something about that last week. And and we're like, God, here, help us. I'm over here. And he's like, yeah, you got yourself there. Now you want me to get you out. But the amazing thing is that he, he does want to get us out of those things, even when we get ourselves in them. That's the amazing thing about God, his love. That love that he has for us, that he cares so much for us, that he is there and will help in any time of need. And we may be in that place right now where we need God's help. But are we going to cry out to Him? Will we trust Him and follow Him? Those are the first little things that I see in this Scripture already. Wherever we're at today, whether it's real bad or it's real good, are we crying out to God and saying, God, I need you. I need you to to lead me and to guide me. I need you to help me in this day that I'm in. This good day, just as much as the bad days that I've had. I need you. So they cried out to God. And then God speaks to someone who has a close relationship with him that that trust Him, that, that has been following Him and, and has been really communicating and, and, and listening and, and hearing His voice. So God speaks, and He speaks to Deborah. 
Deborah. Debbie, let's go, Debs. Come on. And in Judges 4, in verse 4, it says, Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lipidoth, was judging Israel at the time. And she would sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the mountains of Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. Listen, first of all, she's a judge. Or really, first of all, what it says is she's a prophet. She speaks the word of God. God speaks to her, and then she shares what God is speaking to his people. And then secondly, not only that, she's a judge. God has brought her to this place, and and I love, she's got a palm tree apparently named after her. She sits under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel. So she was leading Israel as a judge. She was a woman of great wisdom and revelation and discernment. She she heard God's voice and she spoke what he said. She was attentive to what he wanted. And so today, I I don't know, I think I could call this just lessons from Deborah. Or lessons from Debs, I don't know. Sounds a little cooler, but... There's so many things that I feel like we need because we feel like some of, some of those people in Israel where we're like, God, I need your help. Whether it's in our personal life or whether we're just thinking about the times that we live in, whatever it is, we're in a place where I believe that the people of God have gotten lax. The people of God have, have stopped speaking of who God is and and. and Trusting Him like they should and living like they should. We tend to get that way when things are easy. And I believe we, like God's people, need people, and by that I mean all of you, all of us, every single one of His people, to be attentive to God's voice. To listen right here, like like Deborah, the one that, that God was able to use, and, and I believe God's saying, I want to use you too, but I want you to be attentive to what I am saying. I want you to be attentive to what I'm feeling. I want you to be attentive to what I want to do. Will you, will you listen to me? Will you hear my voice, and, and will you do what I'm asking you to do? In Judges 5.12, this next chapter, you have Deborah, who is his judge, his prophet, God's judge and prophet. And, and in this second chapter here, that it, the fifth chapter, but the second one of this story, you have this place where, where she's writing this song or this poem And this scripture stuck out to me in Judges 5.12. It says, Awake, awake, Deborah. Awake, awake, sing a song. Arise, Barak, and lead your captives away, O son of Abinoam. Now, Barak, he was 
the one that was leading the armies of Israel. And in this scripture, I, I see this moment where she's singing about this, this moment where God is calling his people and calling us to awake. I would say calling us to awaken. And that's what I want to ask of you today. Is will you awaken to what God has for you? Will you hear him say, awake, awake. Come awake. Just wake up out of your slumber, out of the slothfulness, out of, out of this just living how you want to live or, or just doing what you want to do. And will you awake to who I am and what I want of you? Will my people come awake and walk with me? So in this story, the people of Israel need to wake up. And in our story, the people of God need to wake up. To wake up to the calling that God has on our lives to wake up to what He wants to do through each and every one of us. God was telling them to be alert and to pay attention. He's telling us to be alert and to pay attention. Are we listening? Are we listening to what He has to say? Now listen to what it says. And this is in that, that song that she's She's writing. In Judges 5, 6 through 7, it says, In the days of Shamgar, son of Anna, in the days of Jael, the highways were deserted, and the travelers walked along the byways. Village life ceased. It ceased in Israel until I, Deborah, arose, arose a mother in Israel. And I say this scripture to say, the strength, the wisdom that she had was apparently unparalleled. That people came to her to receive judgment. They wouldn't fight. Listen, this is what the scripture is saying. People would just stay at home until she was awake because they didn't want to do anything or fight anybody or come into any quarrels or arguments unless she was able to be there to mediate. Talk about a strong mama. In this scripture, it doesn't say anything about her kids. It's, and, and I love actually that it, that it doesn't because in this it could mean even just that she's the mama to, to Israel. And that's what I want to share with you today because I, I know that that we have so many moms that do have kids, grown kids, young kids. We have some moms that are still wanting to become a mother. And we have some that aren't married yet, they're just dreaming about being a mother. But no matter what, in this we, we can see that she was a mama to Israel. She was a mama to God's people. And I believe that that's what God is wanting to speak to us. Not that our dads are going to be mamas, but... That we all take our place in leading, in guiding, in caring for God's people. 
in bringing people into the place where they need to be with God. See, the people of Israel, they have God's Word and, and, and they're actually in the land that God had promised to them. They're on the way to becoming a great kingdom. But they had come to a place of just being too relaxed and stopped following God. Until they got themselves into a 20-year predicament. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in a 20-year predicament. I want to follow Him. I want to hear what He's saying every single day. And be in the place where He's asking me to be. But again, they disobeyed Him. And things go from bad to worse. But Deborah hears from God. And in Judges 4, verse 6, it says, Then she sent and called for Barak, the son of Abinoam, from Kadesh, in Naphtali, and said to him, Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded, Go and deploy troops to Mount Tabor? Take with you 10,000 men and the sons of Naphtali and of the sons of Zebulun. And against you I will deploy Sisera, the one that's been oppressing them. The commander of Jabin's army with his chariots and his multitude at the river of Kishon. And I will deliver him into your hand. So now we have here this moment where where Deborah hears the word of God, and not only does she hear, is she attentive to what he's saying, but she doesn't hesitate to speak what God wants her to speak. She doesn't hesitate to speak to, to this leader of God's army and say, this is what God is asking you to do. She says, I want you to go and take the armies, and I want you to go out to the place that I'm calling you to, and then I will bring, God is saying, I will bring Sisera to come against you. And not only that, he says, and I will deliver him into your hand. So God is speaking through Deborah. She's saying what he wants her to say. But in this moment, I, I just see this, and in, in in our moments, I see this sometimes too, where God has spoken to us and said, I want you to follow me and do what I'm calling you to do. He says, not only that, I'm going to be with you and I'm going to deliver you. I'm by your side and I'm going to get you through this and I'm going to bring you to victory. This place that I'm calling you to, I'm not calling you to defeat. I am calling you to victory. In Judges 4, 8, it says, And Barak said to her, 
If you will go with me, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. So she said to him, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, there will be no glory for you in the journey you are taking, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. Then Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh. And Barak called Zebulun and Naphtali to Kadesh. He went up with 10,000 men under his command, and Deborah went up with him. So in this story, the lessons we can learn from her is she heard God's word. She was attentive to what he had to say. Are we being attentive to what God is speaking to us? Not only that, being attentive, she obeyed God's word. She spoke it when he spoke to her and told her that she was supposed to say something. She was obedient no matter what. And you see that in this story because she tells Barak, and she says, you're the leader of God's army and, and you need to go out and fight this fight. And I don't know what the deal is with him, but he's like, listen, I'll go out there, but I'm going to need you to go along. So how many times do we need a, a woman to go along with us sometimes? Even if we don't want it, you know? I, nobody? You guys are a bunch of liars. <laughs> but she says, you need to go out. And fight this fight that God is calling you to. He says, I'm going to go, but, but you're going to have to go with me. And in this moment, she doesn't hesitate to speak what God is telling her. And she says, listen, I'll go with you, but God is telling me that because you won't just obey the command exactly as God has spoken it, He is not going to give you this victory. He's going to give it to somebody else. Somebody that will get it done. And usually that's a woman, by the way. But side note. <laughs> she not only speaks God's word, hears what he's saying, she obeys it no matter what. Are we allowing God that place in our life to, to speak to us where we are to go? Are we allowing Him to speak to us and not only that, but not put stipulations on what God is asking us to do? Because that's what I see in this story. I love on Deborah's side of it that there doesn't seem to be any wavering, any stipulations, and he's saying, well, God, I'll say this, but, but she just comes in with strength, just doing, say, God spoke it, I'm going to obey it, and I'm going to say it. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. What God has called me to, I'm going to do. And on the other side, you have 
Barak, the leader of God's armies, but he's a, a little, uh, I don't know, maybe lacking trust or faith. Maybe lacking something in himself, thinking that he can do it. But I just, listen, I, I can take this and, and personally feel some of this because I've been in that place before. Say, God, I, I know you've called me to do this thing. I, I know you've asked me to step out in this way, but I'm not sure if I'm strong enough to do it, or I'm not sure if I, I have all that it takes to do what you're asking me to do. And I don't want to be in that place because I see in this story that I... I <laughs> Where Deborah tells him, she says, sure, I'll go with you, but you won't get the glory of this victory like God wanted you to get. I want to get, it's not, not that I want to get glory, but I, I want to get what the, the fullness of what God is wanting to give me. I want us to get the fullness of what He is wanting to give us or for what he is wanting us to do. But I see in this story, I see in other places, the Bible, when, when there's someone that won't fully step up to what God wants to do, many times, the final scene in that victory or, or the glory is not given to that person, that first person that God has spoken to because they've, hesitated to step fully into it. And I want, us, I want us to see the fullness of the victory that God has for us. To see the fullness of, of that calling, that plan that He has called you to. And that comes when we don't hesitate and we don't put stipulations on what He is speaking to us. So in this story then you have where Deborah goes along with Barak and in this battle she goes with them, just moral support and, you know, to be there with him. And God is moving and He's bringing victory to His people. And they are routing this army of Sisera. But in this moment, like, listen, <laughs> Barak is chasing this army away and they're killing everybody in sight. This enemy that had been suppressing them. But because he didn't fully trust God, you see in this story where it says that Sisera jumped out of his chariot and took off on foot and got away. But God still has the victory. Because in Judges 4.17, it says, However, Sisera had fled away on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin, the king of Hazor, and the house of Heber, the Kenite. And Jael went out to meet Sisera. 
and said to him, Turn aside, my Lord. Take aside, turn aside to me. Do not fear. She said, Go ahead. Come on over here. You can come over here and just take your shoes off and rest for a while. Don't worry about it. And when he had turned aside with her into the tent, she covered him with a blanket. Then he said to her, Please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. So she opened a jug of milk, gave him milk to drink, and covered him. First thing about this part of the story I love is that this jail. She's like, yeah, come on in, and, and, and I, I'll take care of you. I'll make sure you're safe. And she was a sneaky little thing, okay? And he says, listen, I'm thirsty. I've been fighting. I've been running. I'm running away from, from being killed. Would you just give me a little water? And she's like, I don't know if I'll quench your thirst, but I'm going to give you a little bit of milk. I love that she doesn't even do what he's asking her to do. I don't know. I don't know why, but she's just like, I'm I'm not gonna do it. Maybe she's mama too, and she's like, a little warm milk will make him go to sleep. So it says in verse 20, and he said to her, Stand at the door of the tent, and if any man comes and inquires of you and says, Is there any man here? you shall say no. Then Jael, Heber's wife, took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand and went softly to him and drove the peg into his temple and it went down into the ground for he was fast asleep and weary. So he died. This is exactly the Mother's Day message you thought you were going to get, isn't it? But first of all, I want to say that in this moment, God does not lose the victory. He still has victory. No matter who he has to use. But I love that Jael in this moment, doesn't hesitate to do also what God is asking her to do. And this is a more physical picking up the tent peg and the hammer kind of a moment. And are we willing to do that when God asks us to? Not to kill somebody, but to actually do what He's asked us to do. To do the work. I I take this to mean to do the work. To be the one to put the hands to the tools. To bring the victory that God wants in our lives. To pick up the tent peg. to To pick up whatever it is that God is asking us to do. And not say, see, you know so many times we're like, God, I want you to move in our lives and I want you to do this thing. And, and he's like, okay, here's what I want you to do. And, the, and then we're like, yeah, God, do it. And we don't pick up the tools that he has laying by our side to actually do the work. 
And then this story, I see a couple of women that don't hesitate to hear God, to listen to what he's saying, and, and to pick up the tools of what God is asking them to do to complete that thing that he's calling them to. And that's what I believe that he is asking each and every one of us today. Will you be attentive to what I am speaking to you? Will you be obedient and do or say what I'm asking you to do? Will you hesitate in what I'm asking you to do? Or will you pick up those tools that I have given you? Because he has given us tools. And that's a lot of times our, our excuse. I don't, I don't know if, if I have what it takes. Whether it's physical tools or, you know, thinking, I don't know if I'm the one. If, I, if I've got the, the leadership training or, or the, the knowledge of the Bible. I don't know how many times I've heard that. And, and, and I'm like, is God with you? Is he your God and is he asking you to do something? Because I know that when God is with you, it doesn't matter who's against you. When, when God is speaking to you and asking you to do something, it doesn't matter if you've done it before. All that matters is that he's with you and he's told you to do it. So are we going to pick up those tools? I, listen, I, I love to talk with people and hear the stories of, of what all of us have gone through. You know why? And, and even those hard moments, those hard times, those things that were a struggle or a time that we really felt like this is... This is an attack of the enemy, and God got us through. And you know what I say? God's taken that, that mess and turned it into a tool. God's taken that situation and turned it into something. If we will pick it up, if we will pick up that tent peg, if we will pick up that situation or that thing that we went through and say, God, I want you to use this. That it not be something that I look back at as just like, that was all of just horrible and a mess. I've been through lots of stuff. And you know what? The way that I want to look back at it, I want to look back at it and say, God taught me something. God gave me something to use out of that moment that I could speak or that I could do or that I could somehow lead somebody in a way because I know how they have or what what they are going through. So I believe God is telling us, are we going to be that people? To be attentive, to listen, to obey, to pick up those tools, to drive a stake in the enemy's head. Stick that sucker to the ground. That's what it said. I, I love it. 
I love this story. Do you want me to read? I'll read it again. In chapter 4, just in verse 21, it says, Then Jael Haber's wife took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand and went softly to him and drove the peg into his temple. And it went down into the ground. This was... (laughs) This wasn't some weak tap of the hammer. Went straight through his temple and straight into the ground. Listen, that's what God wants us to do with the enemy that's trying to oppress us, that's trying to attack attack us. He says, I'm giving you tools. I've given you tools. Will you pick them up and drive a stake in to the enemy that is trying to attack you or to oppress you and drive it so strongly into his head that it sticks it to the ground. And then it says, so he was dead. Thank you for that. I wouldn't have known. God wants us to live in victory. That oppression defeated. That bondage or or that thing that we've been living in, that, that sadness, that depression, that anxiety, all those things. He wants us to live in victory and to drive to drive a stake into it and say, You're not coming back from this. I'm gonna live in victory. Amen. Please stand with me. Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.